1: <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theaters May 3rd. did PG
0: 13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back, and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP/01005. 11.16 SEM, the award-winning crunch time for Honda's 2017 runout. Atley was able to link up with Cunnington, kicks it along the wing, big right opportunity here for the Roos, they're on, turn a mark, and then a 35-metre handball taken on the bounce by way who kicks it to Brown, the pass was well laid out, and Brown can in the goal, hallelujah, we have a goal on Good Friday. Hand passes it over the top, and Robat
1: completes the deed. North Melbourne greeting St Kilda.
0: Ben Brown though launches from centre half forty, He left
1: at it and he loved it.
0: Six for Ben Brown as he separates the game and that is where it ends. Well done, North. North Melbourne show the hope and promise of the future. Well, the first half was pretty ordinary, but uh, not that the North Melbourne coach would have cared too much because the second half was superb as far as the Kangaroos are concerned. They trotted away to a great victory, a terrific way for them to celebrate uh, the big occasion that they played in front of, of course, on Good Friday football as we return to footy matters here on Crunch Time. And the North coach, Brad Scott, has been good enough to join us after their 52-point victory over St Kilda. Brad, thanks for your time. Pleasure, hello. Well, it was, uh, it was hard to watch, I've got to say, from the commentary position in the first half, but uh, certainly uh, you, you didn't make the most of your opportunities, but you created plenty of them in that first half and then got it all together late.
1: Yeah, it wasn't only hard to watch from the commentary box, I can assure you, the, the first <laughs> half. Thing. We, were, we were really happy with the endeavour and, and, and the way we were, we were setting up around the ball and, and our effort and pressure, but just clearly for all to see, the finishing skills from both sides uh, was poor particularly in that first half. But we really felt that you know, generating the shots is the hardest thing in, in footy, and, and we felt like we were giving ourselves every chance to do that on the back of some really solid defence. So that part of it was pleasing, and, and we felt if we persisted that you know we'd be able to become a bit more polished in the second half with our you know, finishing in front of goal.
0: Just before we get back into to what happened in the game and, and the ramifications now for where you're at, um, the, the whole occasion, the, how did you treat it? Obviously, it's something that North have campaigned a long time for and there were some wonderful stories we saw on the TV coverage and, and you had a young boy who'd gone through a, a hell of a lot in your post-match press conference. So how did you treat that and, and I guess, the reality of what some of these children have gone through?
1: Yeah, we, we, there are so many levels, Hutto. We... we take the opportunity um, to really impress upon the players just that there's a lot more to life than, than just what we do. I mean we take footy incredibly seriously and it's a really competitive um, industry that we're involved in but I think it's it's a really good opportunity for, for us to be able to reflect how fortunate we are to, to do what we do and, and there have been so many things that, that happen in AFL footballers lives that give them the opportunity to, to play on the big stage and and we get a chance to reflect on some kids who, through no fault of their own, are born into really tough circumstances. And so it's, you know, it's a great opportunity to be grateful for what we've got and then, in turn, in our small way, to be able to give something back to the great work that's done at the Royal Children's Hospital and, and to give boys like young Thomas, who was with me at the press conference post-game, uh, you know, an opportunity to, to grow and develop that you know, if the work at the Children's Hospital wasn't being done, then... You know, young young men like Thomas wouldn't be around.
0: Brad Bob Murphy here. Uh, congratulations on a on a great win yesterday. You, you, you spoke a little bit about the the frustration of the skill level from both teams really in the first half. What was what was the message at half-time for the boys? Because the second half, was it was composure as much as anything that finished the Saints off.
1: Yeah, yeah that's all it was. Bob, like just just composure. I mean, that was the the, the message in terms of ball in hand stuff. I mean, we wanted to make sure that we continue to support the contest and. Now, we turned a lot of that pressured disposal into a bit more composed disposal, and I think that was the difference for us in the second half because we were able to maintain our effort in the contest and and our, certainly our pressure on on St Kilda when they had the ball. So we needed to keep those fundamentals of the game at a really high standard, and then just be a little bit more composed and and absorb the pressure a little bit better than we did in the in the first half. And you know, as you guys know that when when people continue to keep missing in front of goal it just passes the pressure on to the next guy who has the shot so you know we just at half time spoke about let's not make mistakes through hesitation and and through fear of making a mistake
0: you must have been delighted with the with the tall boys todd goldstein and, and ben brown is is that about the perfect mix you could possibly wish for as a coach to get to get goldie you know a dominant performance in the ruck and and ben brown to finish with six goals
1: yeah, it's, it's ideal. I, I mean, that's it was a great contribution from from both boys. We thought they were really important in our setup. But I think the thing in modern footy is, you know, Brownie worked really hard for his for his goals, and, and particularly in the first half, he worked hard without a lot of reward, and then he got to, got on the end of some pretty good ball movement from the rest of the team as well. So I think that's the lesson to the key forwards that you know sometimes you can compete and do everything right and and have things not quite go your way, but you've got to persist and and, and keep at it, and you know, provided the, the rest of the team's holding up their end of the bargain, sometimes you can get on the end of some easy ones. So it was really good reward for Brownie's work in the first half to get on the end of some easier ones in the second half.
0: Brad, I just want to follow up with that. I thought Jared Waite was extremely influential as well. With with where you are at, at as a North Melbourne footy club and the players that you've let go, what determines that Wade at 35 and Goldstein at 29 are part of your plans moving forward, and some others that we know of and it's been well publicised aren't? How do you how do you make that call?
1: It's based on the on the balance of the list, Kane. I, I, I mentioned in the post game press conference uh, yesterday that that Wade and in particular Scott Thompson are really important to the development of our key forwards and key backs. You know, we we made some pretty hard decisions on some guys who I think have still got. You know really good footy ahead of them at AFL level, but with the balance of where our list is at, we really felt we needed to develop some young midfielders, um, and so and we've done that. You know we've brought in Davis Uniac and Josh Sinkins playing a lot of midfield time. Jed Anderson was really promising as a midfielder yesterday, but at the at the other end of the scale, the key position guys, it, it's very very difficult to bring in 18, 19, 20 year old key forwards and key backs because they're playing on fully developed, experienced. Um, players, so Waite and Thompson are really important to the development of young guys who will emerge for us. You know, ben Mackay, Sam Durden, you know, these sort of guys who are going to play some footy with us. But very difficult. We've seen in the past that eighteen, nineteen-year-old key position players take time.
0: Ben Jacobs was a great story yesterday. I thought he uh, had a big influence on the game. Why did you send him to Seb Ross and, and not Jack Stephen?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's. I mean, it's a really interesting. Um, discussion and we debated it long and hard, uh, in our match committee. I mean, on, on, the surface, you would look at, look at it and say, well, Jack Stephen's St Kilda's most influential midfielder and, and therefore it makes sense to send your, your stopper to him. But we really looked at the balance of St Kilda's midfield versus ours and we felt that Seb Ross was just really important to, to linking St Kilda up. And, you know, we chose to try and attack Jack Stephen going the other way. Um, but with, with our midfield, each stage in, in development, we felt that you know, Seb Ross was the the one constant in their midfield that we wanted to try and limit. Uh,
0: your, your youngster, Luke Davies, UNIAC, left us all with a, a pretty big impression yesterday. Brad, what, what do you see in him?
1: Just class and, and composure and competitiveness. Uh, I thought the, the most pleasing thing from his game yesterday, from my point of view, was his tackling pressure. I mean, he 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 won a couple of holding the ball decisions and he really stuck his tackles against some mature, experienced AFL players and that's not something you see often with with classy um, 18 year old kids and so his competitiveness was just fantastic yesterday and and the other things that were on display we've always known about his his composure under pressure his decision making, in fact yesterday he probably made a few decisions uh, ahead of time Um, he sees the game so well that Sometimes he can rush himself a little bit and it's not normal for him because normally he is composed, but, um, he's going to be a terrific player for us and, you know, we've got to be careful not to set expectations too high on him, but, you know, you have to watch the game back again to see some of the little death things he did around the contest and, you know, he's, He's already acquitting himself well. Yeah,
0: he's ready-made. I might be wrong about this, but did you avoid walking down the aisles to the grounds last night, Brad? And do you usually do that, or was it a change in, in quarter time and three-quarter time for
1: you? Um, no, that, that's that been a, um, a directive, really, from, from the AFL that they'd prefer um, the coaches to use the the, um, the lift that's available at that Eddie had. And, um, yeah, it just, it just removes some of the, the potential... Issues of walking through the aisle.
0: So is that new or has that been in place previously?
1: No, I, we, we did that all of last year. Okay. Um, and, and the AFL um, Integrity and Security Division, uh, I think, have, have have asked clubs to use that. But, I mean, we certainly do. It's, it, to be honest, it's easy to get it on the ground anyway.
0: So do you prefer... I mean, it's obviously in light of Damien Hardwick at the Adelaide Oval on Thursday night. Do you prefer to avoid that narrow walk between fans?
1: Oh, I, I just think it removes any potential issue. I mean, it's not a, not a, a big deal, but you can see that, that there is potential for, for, you know, it only takes one person to do something silly. So, there, um, yeah, you can remove it, I think we should.
0: Brad, have you had to reprogram uh, Billy Hartung at all? I, mean, I was surprised at the lack of interest in him, a player who, from other teams, that had, had won more ball every year he played in the competition. Obviously, he had some deficiencies, but have you had to do much because he's up and running?
1: Well, I think the main thing we did, Hutto, was just, you know, really getting the focus on what he does well. I think in this industry, we, there are endless number of people, including coaches, who can point out the things that players can't do. And with Billy, we we really, you know, wanted to put him in a role that utilises his strengths, and and we just encourage him to play to them. You know, we, we clearly we want to work on some things and and improve. And, and Billy knows what those areas are. But you know, I think that you want a player going out with a mindset that. I'm going to do what makes me a really good player, not hoping to um, get exposed with some of his weaknesses.
0: Terrific result for the club, Brad. We appreciate your time uh, this morning and good luck from here on in.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
0: Brad Scott, the North Melbourne coach, joining us. We'll take a break because we have to turn our attention to St Kilda and the the coach, Ellen Richardson, has been uh, good enough to join us. He'll do that after the break. Here on Crunch Time, with thanks to Honda. Honda's 2017 run-out is now on. Visit honda.com.au slash offers. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. Teas and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP 01005.